and welcome to the latest episode of Talking Talky. I don't remember the numbers, so you get Steve Dixon today. And joining me today is the man, the myth, the legend, Matthew Parkman. How are you doing, Matt? I'm all right. Um, I also happen to know that it's episode 115. Uh, so, that type of swatting won't get you anywhere on this podcast. Um, but uh, welcome to episode 115. We've got a win to talk about. We've also got a, a very uh, normal defeat to talk about. Uh, so we'll just, well, I, I guess we'll go in chronological order, shall we, Matt? Uh, go through the disappointment of uh, Torquay United losing uh, 2-1 to Dagenham uh, in the weekend. Uh, I would call uh, the Dagenham side aggressively mid-table, but uh, we found a new and interesting way to lose a game, or rather not new and interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was um, uh, eat, sleep, lose, repeat, wasn't it? Um, you know, broadly. Dagenham, you're, you're quite right. Um, Dagenham are what you would call aggressively mid-table in a division, really, where everybody from us to Woking, i.e. 23rd to 3rd, are aggressively mid-table. We're saying the same thing again, but this division this year is 22 identical teams and then Wrexham and Knotts, who are identical to each other. So, like, the... the You'd have got a fag paper between the two sides, really, in terms of quality. Uh, we seem to be the better team, to be honest. We certainly had a damn sight more chances than they did, and they were of much better quality. I mean, the one that um, the one we scored, yeah, lovely, you know, a banger from 25 yards. More on Dawson's contribution to that later. But the the Marshall header that he's missed. Oh, I mean. Like I was at Dorking, and those the two second half Dorking goals that put them took them from two one down to three two up were basically I mean they were identical to each other, but they were about as difficult as Marshall's chance. And of course he headed both of them in, and and House did didn't even in spite of the fact he could probably have thrown his cap on both. Again, more on that later. <laughs> um, he he didn't. Whereas Marshall yesterday, no, Marshall Saturday, headed his six yards between the posts free header wide. And at 2-0, Dagenham don't win the game. I mean, they definitely win because they only scored two goals, but they certainly don't come running at us, get the penalty, get the winner, you know, whatever. So that's just yet more points where you, you look at, and this happens with every relegated side, you look at the 90 minutes and you go, well, there's nothing between these two teams except one of them goes home with three points and one of them goes home with no points because Dagenham are up the top-ish. They go home with the points and because we're down the bottom, as happens with all relegated sides, we go home with nothing. We're no different from Dover or, I mean, Hyde. That year, Hyde went down with about four points or whatever. They were probably pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. Sides look like us for the last 10 years and this is just how it goes a real bummer because it, it is it is it's strange isn't it because I've, I've i've said when i do appear on this podcast before uh that uh we're so reliant on jarvis being able to just snap one in um on you know outside the box and just being able to swivel on something and hit it um but we had we had much better chances than that even Asa Hall you could like would have been disappointed with that header he missed in the first half I think I think an Asa Hall had been fit all season would be notching that um as we've seen him do before and as, as we see him do uh against Boreham but um 
yeah, uh, big big chance for him. Missed header in the first half, which I think he'd be disappointed with. But uh, I suppose the the pleasing thing, at least about that Jarvis goal, and I think we are a bit reliant on him, him just snapping them in, is that Dawson tackle. I just love a tackle like that <laughs> that pings into a pings into a goal like that. Because and to be honest, this is that is one of the few goals in the. Um, other midfielders in our team won't have made that tackle as well as he did or even attempted that tackle. If you stick McGavin or Hansen in the middle there, neither of them are even near trying trying to win the ball there. Dawson wins the ball and wins it well and leads to a goal. Like that that's the uh, a rare kind of moment of well, we had the right player on the pitch and it did the job for us. Yeah, I I remember watching um West Brom tried to play out from the back against us and it didn't work for Premier League Championship, whatever they were. I think they yeah, got I that, yeah. championship. You know, they tried that against us and we hammered them. And I seem to remember actually you were talking about Boreham Wood. I think Boreham Wood tried it. The the season we beat them 4-0 at their place in the cup or the trophy. I think they tried to play out from the back against us. And this is, Johnson doesn't like that. He doesn't like teams trying to play football against us. It offends his sensibilities. So we're good at the press. And lo and behold, he, as you, exactly as you say, you know, we start pressing. I think maybe Lapsley tries that. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Now, whether Lapsley goes straight through the back of the geezer and gets blown up for a foul is anyone's guess. But I think at least he tries. But you're right. A Donald in midfield, McGavin, Hanson, fucking any of the rest of them, are just stood watching them. Oh, bloody hell! Look, they've they've completed three passes. I I didn't know you were allowed to do that, which is why I play like I play, Mister Hanson. Um, but no, you're quite right. Dawson comes in completely different attitude from all of the losers we've had all season. Gets it to Jarvis, and Jarvis. Pops one in the back of the net. I was slandered last week, as it happens. I've defamed last week by, I think, all three presenters who claim that I didn't like, I didn't rate Jarvis. That isn't quite right. I think he's okay. And, you know, being able to bang a ball in the back of the net from 25 yards really is only okay. It's not exactly like Yoon and Lobbin Larry, who is it? You know, yeah. A nice goal, but I'd be disappointed if any professional striker couldn't, under no challenge and front and centre of goal, hit those that yeah. on either side of of the the outside of the post, you know, the inside of the post. So you know, yeah, lovely finish, but it, let's not go overboard. But I do think he's all Jarvis, and that kind of thing is what he does that a lot of ours having just moaned about somebody missing a much easier chance. And then you say about hole, which is quite right. At least Jarvis does put those away when I think every other player in our squad probably blazes that over the bar, gets excited, tries to pass it back to Halstead. I don't know, does something with it other than smashing it in the, the back of the net. So kudos to him for that. So yeah, took the lead and then it all went fucking wrong. Didn't it? Yeah, so yeah, for anyone who wasn't wasn't at the game, uh, I, I, and we won't we won't linger on this game too long because we have got a win to talk about. And we want to spend some time on that. But uh, the the story of the second half was perhaps a familiar one in that um, from creating very little, Dagenham managed to find themselves two goals, uh, well one goal up by the end of the game. Uh, started with a, an incredibly clumsy challenge I, I actually missed who made I, I, I still haven't watched back to see who made that clumsy tackle for the penalty um 
It may it be Donnellan. Not 100% sure. I'm fairly certain it was Donnellan, but maybe that's my Donnellan goggles. <laughs> Just, I, I stubbed my toe in the night the other day. And, Donnellan! <laughs> Um, just incredibly clumsy, uh, and then uh, you know Effion not notches the penalty, and then I, the 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 last minute goal for them. I, I mean, like I say last minute, last ten second goal for them. I I can't I can't believe even watching it back. I can't believe. I mean, watching it live, I thought it was poor. Watching it back, I thought it was even worse. Um, I, the 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 catalogue of errors that we. have oh. Like from a goal kick with ten seconds left. I mean, so so you start it with. I think it was Marshall goes for a header that he, that he was never getting anywhere near. So rules himself out of play. Then I think it's Donald and out of position, not covering him behind. McGavin's slow recovering. So there's another error. McGavin then shows Effiong to to the wrong side. Every day of the week you need to show him to cut to the to the near post, but he allows him a chance to cut inside. And then it's a near post goal, which. Uh, People might think I've been a bit harsh on Halstead, but I, I feel like you should, it's near post, and I think you've always got to ask questions when it's it. It wasn't exactly rifled at him either. Um, but maybe like my Halstead goggles. I have a feeling it may. Was it Lawrence who fell over? Was it Lawrence than, who fell over? I think it yeah. was Lawrence that fell over, which is a bit of a shame because he's really good. But that <laughs> maybe is explained why. I mean, it's a little bit of inexperience. Doesn't know the division, you know. Everybody knows Effiong. In if you've been a non, like Asa Hall, we'll know everything about him because he's yeah. played in the same division as him for the last ten years or whatever. Mm. Lawrence, like these guys, are just nobody to blokes from Spurs, wherever he's from. So like he doesn't just know intrinsically who he's coming up against. So I mean, that's not really an excuse because he'll have had video and a week of training. But yeah, that. The going for the header, you're exactly right, from the goal kick. I mean, what he's doing doesn't get within five yards of the guy who has a free header in mid, but just let him have it. It's an aimless header on halfway with 10 seconds to go. Stand there, let him head it. It's it's going to go somewhere. It's probably going to go out of play. It doesn't in the end. It skims off his head. But if he stays marking his man, it just volleys it over the the top side and refers loads of whistle. If he stays ten yards off him, it's fine. Like nothing happens. It's it, but it's the decision making of what is one of our well, not. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's got errors in him, isn't it? It's just the decision making is so poor, and and everything about that goal screams uh, we're a side that's getting relegated. Goodbye. Yeah, absolutely, it does. You know, you're quite right. The whole the whole thing. You know, the going for the header and not getting anywhere near it, and then. Nobody covering. I, in fairness, I don't blame nobody covering because that, that, the guy who receives the ball from the header was McGavin's man. Like all of a sudden, he's gone on his kamikaze mission. You're like, oh, okay, you're leaving me two on one here. Yeah? Thanks mm-hmm. very much. Cheers, pal. You better win this header. Oh Christ, he's got nowhere near it. Then he's in, and then I, I'm fairly certain it was Lawrence falls on his ass. Like could only happen to us, couldn't it? And you're quite right. It's a pea shoot, a uh, pea roller, really. That a, a goalkeeper ought to be getting there, but how's it just falls? He does that one on one. He did it against Derby for Derby's second goal against Plainmore. Their guy gets in and he doesn't go for it, he just freezes and falls backwards. Which yeah. is, I feel like it's kind of ingrained in him, isn't it? That kind of movement pattern for some reason that he just, yeah, yeah. exactly like you say. And I, you can picture it now, just yeah, it's just his feet are planted and he goes, Oh, goal. 
before yeah, anything. I don't know which way this guy's going to go. So instead of guessing or throwing himself, he just, right, unless he blasts it straight at me, I'm just going to fall over. There's a parrot somewhere in the, I don't know, Amazon or Galapagos somewhere. And its defence mechanism when threatened is to stand perfectly still and hope that its attacker, usually an alligator, doesn't spot it. And given that it's been around for like three million years or whatever, it probably works. I don't think as a method of goalkeeping, standing still and hoping the striker misses from six yards out with two seconds to go is necessarily a winner. So if you're planning on a coaching career, Mark, after this, suggest you you do your coaching badges and then refine that process a little bit. And Richard Effie so, is one hell of an alligator and he snapped it up. There you go. Yes. Lovely, 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 lovely. Well done. <laughs> we'll we'll clip that up. You'll already have heard if you're listening to the podcast and you've seen us on Twitter, you'll you'll have heard that bit already. Yeah, we'll okay, that up. sounds good. Um, uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, to be honest with me, after after that, that was um, kind of it. And and uh, not to start our boring wood chat with perhaps a negative note, but. Uh, I'm always happy to see Talk United win, but it's still tainted for me in terms of uh, our aspirations in the season. But we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that a little bit later. So um, Boreham Wood uh, is, was next up on Tuesday night um, and uh, a rare Talk United victory, 1-0 to the girls. Um, changes to the lineup. Uh, Nuble, as uh, you can put the little accent on the end of his name, right? Or, or we decided to call him Nuble. Um, Nuble, let's, let's pretend he's French. Let's yeah, pretend he's okay. like the love child of Nestle, Mr. Nestle, and somebody else. Um, Nuble came into the side and, um, I think is earning a few uh, at least, um, credible comments from, from Torquay fans. But, um, a, a win, Matt, I mean, I, let's, let's start with your reaction to that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, like nothing in the whole world was more obvious than what happened like at half time. That what happened on Saturday was going to happen again on Tuesday. What's happened all fucking season was going to happen again in the second half. We were gonna, we were pretty good in the first half. Again, there was nothing really, not really anything between the side in twenty third and the side in seventh. Um, neither team were very good. Don't run away with that idea. But there was fuck all between them. Mm. So give a goal up. Yeah, lovely. Um, nice header. The, exactly the same as the one that you missed on Asa Hall, missed on Saturday. This one you nodded in. Lovely, very nice. Thank you. Who um, was it? Who was it who chipped the ball back to him? Because I, I know Nuble did that nice bit of hold up play. Was it Collins? Yeah, it, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it, was it was actually Collins. a well worked goal, wasn't it? And, it uh, yeah, very nice. A bit of play down the right hand side. And then Nuble who I thought played on the left, for some reason found himself out on the right. Maybe that's where the goal came from. Maybe it was... Johnson seemed to be talking to him a lot. I'm going to digress very, very briefly. And that Johnson was talking to them. There were a few breaks in that first half and, like, for injuries and stuff. And every time someone went down, the whole team went over and was talking to Johnson. And because of where the camera was, and it was zoomed far too far in the whole game, boring with if you're listening, zoom your fucking camera out. Jesus Christ. You could see what noobs had had for lunch for crying out loud. Ridiculous. Um, because it was zoomed in so far, you kind of pick Johnson and um, Downsy out on the sidelines. And Johnson did seem to be 
doing and saying quite a lot more, almost to individuals, calling them over, giving them instructions, sending them away again. So that was kind of positive. I don't know maybe if that's where that goal came from, but regardless, Noobs found himself on the right-hand side. Yeah, gave it to, sucked a man to him, gave it to, I think, Collins. I don't think it was Stobbs. I can't tell the difference between the two. I, I can't think it tell was the Collins, between yeah. Stobbs and Noobs. And so Stobbs and Collins and Dawson, I've no idea. They're all identical to me. Mm. I should have got the spec savers. Anyway, whoever it was, ball on the right-hand side, lovely little chipped ball in, and Acer Hall doing what Acer Hall has done. He's made his whole career out of arriving late, getting above his man and nodding nodding into the goal. We've beaten that um, Nathan Ashmore, who somehow manages to be about 22 stone of unbeatable, impregnable wall. is ridiculous. I don't know how he manages to be so athletic when he's so frigging enormous. Um, and it, 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 it did feel like the same kind of story, didn't it, as the Dagenham game? In that we, we did miss Charles's in that first half as well. Uh, there was the... Um, the close, it was again from the pressing where uh, I think it was Collins nicked the ball off one of their centre halves. And then, yeah. um, uh, was it Stobbs that time who side footed it wide when they went through? Or, well, yeah, it, it kind of bounced up at him, didn't it? You know, like the um, yeah, you're quite right, blocked clearance. Um, if we'd had VAR, I mean, would they have given handball for it hitting his elbow? I don't know, I, yeah. I, I never know what handball is these days, but it looked like. Probably hit his elbow, but you know, shrug. Um, and then the, yeah, the the powder puff shot really that that Ashmore. I don't even catch it because yeah. the the shot that came in Evans, Collins, whoever it was, yeah, just the ball to him. He was throwing his hat on it, but he didn't. He plumbed it out to to Stobbs, who's then somehow instead of just. I mean, it's easy for me to say, sat at home watching it on the stream, like, but instead of just kind of taking a touch and then passing it into an empty net from 25 yards, yeah. he tried to, I think, run onto it and take it with him as he went. And he tried to do 10 things at once and did none of them effectively. Life advice here, do one thing at a time, do them properly. Never <laughs> half ass two things, whole ass one thing. And yeah, you got, you know, the ball bounces wide and you're going, oh, Jesus, I've seen this too many times. So that should have been 1-0. Then we scored the goal. Then we had the bloody... Um, Nubel got in on the right again. Just mm. into the box. It looked very much like both of Effion's attacks from Saturday. And again, you're looking at something going, the opposition did, had this last week and they scored both of them. We've got one now. And he gets to the byline and instead of just rolling it back to a completely unmarked Jarvis... A yard out at about three yards in from the far post, like literally could not have missed. Could have yeah. farted the ball in. He decides to go for a bloody shot against leading him, you know, the unbeatable man. Hammers this bloody shot towards the top corner. Ashmore just flicks, casually flicks out a hand, turns it behind for a corner. You're like, Jesus. Like, how it would have fallen over, would have done his fallen over thing, it ripped into the back of the net. A square ball would have been tapped in, but no, we did neither of these bloody things, did we? We oh, and you. And, and, what, that, and say, what that set up wasn't it? was a was a second half where we definitely had to ride our luck, and uh, for for once, I suppose it 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 went our way. Um, mm. And there was some dogged defending. I mean, people throwing themselves in front of 
um, the ball. My worry is, and I know we've got a clean sheet, so it's a bit ironic to maybe say it in this game, is that uh, like defensively, even, even in that game, great clean sheet and, and, and again, some good bodies on the line, let's say. But there's no, like, I, I'm still just struggling to see the structure in terms of, uh, you know, like, I remember um, interviewing Buckle and he said, he said, the only thing they did in the week was shape when you don't have the ball. He said, shape, shape, shape. Like, I don't, I don't care. But we, we don't, we don't seem to have that. Like, we're, like it, it's, there's a constant kind of friction when we're defending, I always think, that it's like, oh, is that your man? I'll, I'll, I'll go to that man. And, and in a lot of ways, Lapsley kind of encapsulates that when he's playing and that he, he ends up being the one that covers all the bloody ground and because, because he's the one most willing to cover those gaps. But uh, as Buckle used to say, like, you shouldn't have those gaps. You, like, he, he, he always wanted that structure when we didn't have the ball. And I just, I still don't like, okay, we, we, we have kept a clean sheet, but I just don't, I never feel like we've got that structure. We've never got that. Well, when they move the ball to the left, you know, you drop inside, I'll drop there. You know, you go ahead into the penalty area. We never have that. Um, and what it set up was a, bl- a bloody 10 second half again with Borenwood, um, you know, having a good go at it because they, they, they've obviously got playoff aspirations themselves. Um, but you know, to be fair to them, sticking their bodies on the line and, and doing what doing what they can to keep the ball out of the net. Yeah, you know, you, you can't, nobody here wants to fault the effort of keeping a clean sheet. It doesn't really matter how you keep it. And Halstead didn't have much to do. It's not like Halifax away where you, you look and you go, well, there's how on earth has he kept a clean, you know, Lev Yashin wouldn't have kept a clean sheet today and he was in league with the devil. So like, <laughs> I don't know how Halstead's managed it. It was kind of, it, it started from further forward. We weren't asking Halstead to make many saves because, as you say, we were chucking ourselves in front of stuff and we seemed sort of, yes, it was all a bit last minute Lucy, but it it worked for 90 minutes or 45 minutes. Yeah. I rather like the, the idea of just how much like panic mode they were in from being a goal down. 53 minutes, they had, uh, they got a throw in on about halfway. And it was one of those that you see normally in like 94 of 93. Somebody, the first man near it, kicked the ball up about 20 yards deep from where it should have been towards his own goal. Threw it back to the goalie who'd come hairing out of net, who got chested it down in that way that goalies do, where they, I think they go with their hands and then brain goes, no, no, think about where you are. And they whip their hands away and it hits the chest. And he just fucking launched it. This was 53, eight minutes into the second half. He hammered this ball like 70 yards. I think it went out for a goal kick in the end. But it was just, it was one of those where they were obviously immediately in panic stations. And I've got a little bit of theory about this because this seems to happen to us. It's happened to us quite a lot over the last few weeks. We've gone a goal up. Then in the first half, and we look much the better side. And then kind of half time comes and you go, right, now here comes the onslaught. And the opposition a much better second half. Yeah. I reckon these teams have taken one look at us and gone, these are fucking useless. These are among the worst teams I've ever seen in a conference. The conference is crap this year, and these guys are down the bottom of it. They must be awful. We'll just turn up and beat them. And then they go, they're surprised when we're not actually like that bad. Yeah, well, and then, I, I do think and, and then they you're panic. right in the, 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 the teams. I mean, even Boreham Wood in that game, their seventh place. Uh, I, I know, like, okay, we've beaten them, but the, the, like, like you say, like, the, it's pretty similar, isn't it? In terms of anyone, anyone from you know, there downwards is, is kind of 
National League fodder and and it's who gets over the line the most and we just bloody haven't done it. No, no, we've not. We've been useless in both penalty areas is why. How are we talking about this when we're talking about the win? I don't yeah. know. We've been <laughs> useless in both penalty areas. How's the season gone? Well, we won. Like, 24 hours ago, we won a game and here we are recording the pod and we're like, oh, it's been rubbish. Well, the, let, let's do positives then, Matt. So obviously three points on the board. Who's who's impressing you in that win? I I like no Nubel Noobs. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the fact that he shoved that bloke into the hoarding. If you're going to go down, go down swinging. That's what I say. I'm a big fan of the fact that um, wee man Tyro Marsh tipped up and thought about starting a fight from the subs bench and then realised. Fucking hell, this geese is bigger than he looked. It was a real Father Ted moment. These ones are big, these ones are far away. It turns out the noobs is massive and miles away. And as you get, he's like, friggin' hell, I fancy a punch up, but I'm not anymore. So I'm a big fan of that. I like the way he plays the game. Um, I, I saw is that I can be swayed really easily by a, an, what I deem an impressive first interview with the club like uh, psycho Jenner did it didn't he the gambian prince he turned up he was amazing from the word go loved it and noobs has done the same thing that first interview he gave yeah all right there's a load of media training behind it and everything else and he's giving you the answers you want to hear and this that and but i liked him i can see myself having a conversation with him rather than like not being able to have a conversation with him so I like him. I think he's doing quite nicely. Who else did I like? Uh, Nico Lawrence. I mean, like, it's no surprise that I'm talking about the players we've snagged from later in the season from higher up. If we've had these guys all year, Dawson and... Um, yeah, uh, Dawson's impressed. Uh, Dawson, has, Dawson has impressed me. I, I, and, um, you know, I, I, people, I think people were raising their eyebrows that we picked up a player from the National League South, but doesn't... There's not really like a, a dividing line there, I don't think, between the divisions. Yeah, there's some dross there, but if there's a decent enough player, and obviously Johnson knows him, but his 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 Cheltenham contact book must be wearing a bit thin now. But Dawson's a good player, and you can't you can't um, can't really argue with that. And it, it I um, I agree with you on on noobs uh, is that if if we'd had him. 10 games ago, I think it might have made a difference. And I think that yeah. maybe says, maybe says everything about him. I, I, but I've always been a, I've, I've always like a, a good kind of physical presence up there, to be honest. And he's got a decent touch about him as well. Um, not prolific, but he, I just think if we'd had him after Goodwin left, maybe we'd be in a little bit of a, of a better position. Um, but he's got the right attitude as well. I like you say, it, it, he's he's saying the right things in the interviews, and that, I know that doesn't count for everything, but um, he's saying the right things in his interviews and stuff, and and at least maybe he's bringing a little bit of um, a little bit of experience from from higher up the leagues. I know Argyle fans really rated him as well, um, and and think he'll do well here, but they also thought that um, Byron Moore would do quite well here. So we've got to take everything they say with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can't argue. We, we're going a long way back here now into, into the archives, but you can't argue with like the signing of Byron Moore. And I was thinking, thinking this actually when you said about Gary's uh, Cheltenham contacts, but uh, the news on Billy Waters this week. Billy Waters was kind of right on the cusp. I was in Camp Keep 
by the way, but he was right on the cusp, wasn't he? That season when he was let go, there was a real defining line of who should stay and who should go. And the only one over whom there was a question mark that split the camp was Billy Waters. And since then, he's gone and scored a hat full of goals for Halifax, a hat full of goals for Barrow, and now he's been signed for, I don't know, half a million a week or whatever at fucking Hollywood FC. So, like, Johnson obviously did the right thing in signing him, yeah. theoretically at least, because there's a, a decent player, still a decent player in there. Yeah. And we saw the goal at Yeovil, decent player in there. We just, we couldn't screw, again, a tune out of him, really, from one game to the next, which was the bummer. And I'm hoping maybe this is that Dawson thing will be, will work out the same again. Mm. <sighs> You got me wondering now. You got me all optimistic now. All I've wanted all season, or since like Christmas, whatever, is for us to win three games on the bounce because that'll have the whole time from Christmas to now would basically have seen us out of the bottom three or yes. bottom four. And you go just win three games on the bounce. Well, now we've won one on the bounce, which I appreciate isn't a bounce. Can we win two more? Um. Uh, yeah, you're truly trying to move me on. I think to the to the next game, Matt, and that's a hell of a link. That's terrific. Um, uh, the answer for me is no. <laughs> so it's uh, it's Scunthorpe up next. The team immediately below us in the table. We have played a game fewer than them, um, but they're level on points with us. Um, they will be seeing this as a must win. We are seeing this as a must win, um, and it is win or bust. As as far as I'm concerned, but uh, if, I, if I'm completely honest, and again, we're talking in the podcast what you want, even if we win against Scunthorpe, great, we don't move in the table, we go to 37 points, assuming assuming Yeovil don't get anything out whoever they're playing, they're on 38 points immediately above us, and then the team, first team out of the relegation zone down there is Gateshead at the moment on 40 points, although they have got a few games in hand. Um, so even if we beat Scunthorpe, we sit on 37 points, exactly where we are, and then we win another game, we're still going to be in the relegation zone. So this is the, we got to win three in the bounce, and we're, and we're still in the relegation zone, and we've won eight games all season. I like to call myself an optimist, um, looking long term, but I just... We, if we win three in a bounce and we're still in the relegation zone, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. And, and that's assuming no one else gets any points, which, which isn't going to happen. I mean, everyone's scrapping for it now. Um, and in much the same way we've just done Boreham Wood in, other teams will also do that with, with teams high at the table because the quality isn't that different. And, and that's the most disappointing thing, that we didn't get anything out of Dagenham because they, are, they were arguably one of those teams that's, you know... Um, could could be forgiven for having you know a, a thought on the summer break and you know that we could nick nick something off, but it's it's Scunthorpe up next. It's it's a, a massive game, and if 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 you want any chance of survival, then you've got to win it. Um, what are you thinking, Matt, on that one? I mean, they're not a good side, are they? But then nor are we. So. <laughs> I mean, they score about the same number as we do and they concede about the same number as we do. So let's assume they're basically like us. And I've said we're bloody terrible all season. So let's assume that they are, in fact, bloody terrible. Yeah, I mean, you you are right. I don't actually think we're chasing Gateshead. Um, I think we're chasing Dorking. 
Yeah. I think we need 43, which puts us kind of nine points from safety, which is a really long way. Um, and that bloody, yeah. I, I mean, whenever I see Dorking now, I just think, oh, that bloody game we lost to them. It makes me want to tear my hair out. <laughs> so unnecessary. I mean, it wasn't a great challenge for the red card, but uh, I know I've seen them, I've seen players booked for, for worse, and I've seen players. I mean, you know, I've seen Asa Hall sent off and absolutely nothing in the, I think, non-league South season. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So, I mean, you can't rely on the referees. But, you know, that, that sending I was there, that sending off completely changed the game. It was really, it was all us. They didn't have a look in. And what happened, happened. But, yeah, old, um, our mate, friend of the podcast, Joe Pope, uh, off the line blog, um, he, he tweeted uh, a week ago or whatever, Last four games prior to the weekend, we conceded in the 82nd, beyond the 90, beyond the 90, beyond the 90, and then we conceded beyond the 90 again in Stagano. And you, you look at that, you go, okay, fair enough. Like, you're going to concede goals, but let's not concede those. And there's another five points or seven points, I think we'd have had, if you include Daniel, six points, whatever yeah. it is. And you go, okay, so a win takes us above... Gate said, and we're out of it. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the disappointing of the season because it's a season of of missed chances to not be involved in it. And yeah. and I don't think like I, I think some people say we keep conceding legs, we're not fit. I don't think it's fitness. I think it's concentration. That Marshall error against Dagenham, you don't do that because you're not fit. You do it because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because you you just don't know when do I go, when do I not, when do I? It's like having eleven Ali Omars out there. <laughs> They're very enthusiastic, but don't actually know what to do. Fairness, it's like having a little mees out there, because I don't fucking know either. Like, no, it's, and, and I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, exactly. I'm not a professional footballer. I couldn't play at this level, but it's the concentration, isn't it? It's the, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's just as professionals, you'd hope we'd, we'd be able to manage these situations better. And it's like you say, it's those margins that we... Yeah, seven points better off, and then we'd we'd be like, okay, well, we're at least in the shout. Whereas now we need to pull together a, a run, um, and it would start at Scunthorpe. Um, what? How do you see it going in the weekend? Then it, it a goal fest because neither team can defend, or a cagey, a cagey nothing match because neither team neither team can attack. Trouble is, you just you don't know, dear. You've no idea. You don't know what you're going to go and see. Two, three years ago, whenever we were good, you knew what you were going to get when you turned up. Or when you watched it on the stream, you know, because you couldn't turn up. But you knew what you were going to get this year. But no, we beat Aldershot 6-1. Like, who saw that coming? Absolutely nobody. And everyone involved in that game on the Aldershot side should never be involved in football again. Because that's the way this season's panned out. That's a real embarrassment. That, but, that was that was the first match I went to at home this season. And we beat them 6-1. And I was like, I was like, fucking hell, we're a good team here. We're a decent side. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Watch out, Wrexham. Here we come. Yeah, no, afraid not. Um, I've got no idea. I, I know I'm involved in this podcast for my insightful knowledge and, and deep like able ability to chat about all things National League and whatnot. But like, fuck knows. I've absolutely no idea. Anything could happen. I'm going, um, which means I get to spend my Saturday in Scunthorpe, which is not filling me with joy, to be honest. Um, I'm going, so expect it to be dreadful. But like, who knows? I think we'll win 2-0. I don't know. What, what I hope, 
I, I hope because if we can get ahead in the first half like we have done this season, that at least playing Scunthorpe, we can kind of at their place. Hopefully, we can turn their crowd like Playmore turns a bit when someone takes the lead against us. Yeah. Um, that's that. That's my that's my hope. And if we if we take the lead, the 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 Scunthorpe crowd turns, and hopefully that might give us the kind of impetus to to. Um, get another one, or or see out the win because the the atmosphere should be as poor there as it as it can be at Playmore when we're on the end of a, a few hidings that we that we don't want. Um, yeah. What what do you think the the most likely route to victory in this game is? We're talking a goal fest or a cheeky one nil. Um, uh, goals. Goals, 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 goals. Um, having said 2-0, yeah, 5-3, I don't know, something. <laughs> a two-goal margin of victory. Um, like I'd hope so, because between us and them, we have conceded 144 goals in 79 matches. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is a lot. And they're an even split as well, pretty much. So oh, that's bad. Um, yeah, my that's my worry is that Scunthorpe ha- have improved slightly. Um, in their last five games, they've got seven points from 15 available. Um, and they, they've just come off the back of a nil-nil draw with York. I mean, that's that's fine. They would have been hoping to win that, I'm sure. But seven points from their last 15 available. Um, uh, and we've only got four points from our last 15 available. And that's thanks to that cheeky little win that we've just squirreled in at the end there. Um, so arguably they're in it. A bit of better form, but neither team neither team has any form. Um, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be tense, I think, isn't it? It's gonna be a a long old Saturday for for teams of either persuasion. And and to be honest, I I know not every fan will think this, but like Scunthorpe shouldn't be down there either. Like I, I just, it, they'll be their fans will be feeling much the same as us if they could have just organised a little bit better and and moved a little bit better in the summer for sure. Um, that they wouldn't be involved in this at all because I mean they would have had aspirations to at least be in the playoff picture, but they're they're down there with us in in the old relegation zone. Yeah, I tell you what, there won't be there won't be any quality. Absolutely none at all. Yeah, I mean I'm fairness. I'm just looking at their recent results, prompted by your your comment. And all right, yeah, they've been beaten by the big two. Right? Like, of course they have, but the rest of their results don't. There's no pattern to them. One all with Maidstone, who are so bad, they're 10 points behind us. But then they beat they beat Wildstone 4-1. And they beat Altringham, who are a decent side. Or they're only mid-table, but they are pretty... They're all right, Altringham. They score a few goals. Yeah, they beat Ulti 2-0. But then, like, 0-0 with York. I mean, yeah, fine, whatever. Our game should have been 0-0 with York, but Housestead decided to just not bother putting an arm out to divert a P-roll, another P-roller back to it. But the ancient history, regardless. So, yeah, their their results make no sense. They follow no pattern, nor do ours, other than broadly shit. But, so but I don't know. I, I do think a, a draw is utterly useless for both teams. So I, I am hoping... I'm hoping for a good game of football, to be honest. Like, Look, if we're going to go down, I'd like, I'd, if we're going to lose the game, I'd rather lose it 4-3, for sure. Yeah. Um, like you say, go down, go down swinging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, if we can break a few, um, no, I was going to say legs, but I don't mean that hearts with 
with the way we play and then you know it's, it's real gutting to lose at the end uh, so be it we'll have a nice time won't we so what do you do you have you got a prediction are you gonna are you thinking a draw or uh no yeah well no i'll go for a talk united win but i i think it still might be relatively useless in the long run i i think we're going down is is where i'm at at, at this point yeah. and, I, and I, that may have switched since the last time i've been in a podcast where I've, I've been quite resolute in the fact that i don't think we're in the four worst teams in the league I still don't really think we're in the four worst teams in the league, but we're going down as one of the four worst teams in the league. Um, and uh, there's been some discussion, isn't there, as to whether this team's worse than, than ours relegation team. I, and, and that now comes into the discussion, doesn't it? But let's, let's, let's leave that for the history books to decide later in the season. Um, I'm going to go for a, a 2-1 win. I can't see either side keeping a clean sheet and let's let's bring it home for the yellows um but ultimately i think probably it's it's, it's going to be too late no matter what we do at this point um and i i would love to eat my words at the end of the season um but we'll see a lot of us are going to look really stupid if we stay up now if we go in like if we do an ian atkins or a john Colforth and we win five at a bounce and we stay out we're gonna look really fucking stupid. and you know what i'll take that yeah, uh, look, it's back to me. I don't care. That if that's the way it goes, then I would bloody love that. Um, but yeah, we we we've got to. It's going to take an awful lot, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I the board the, that's the issue with being a Talk United fan. The uh, winning one nil Boreham just makes you think. Oh well, maybe, maybe yeah, we could. As a sort of semi unconvincing one nil win against Boreham Wood should not be. The boon that Chalky United are experiencing it of it at the minute. No, ridiculous. There is no any other business from me, I don't think, other than I quite like noobs and I hope he stays no matter what happens, even though he'd be probably two, maybe three divisions below himself in the non-league south. But do you want to do anything on who we'd keep and who we'd get rid, or should we save that for another pod? Oh, we 100 percent should save that for a for another podcast because it's only going to take 30 seconds, but I would be in everybody <laughs> apart from maybe Jarvis maybe definitely noobs I'm not even sure I keep Lapsley to be honest because oh. well he doesn't he plays 20 games out of a 50 game season it's not enough oh well stay He's tuned great when he plays same as Hall brilliant when he plays doesn't play enough mm. yeah well I'm sure we can get your thoughts on that in another episode uh I shall round us up thank you for joining us uh at Episode 115, yeah, uh, of Talking Talky. Matt has been Matt Parkman. We have, indeed, that's right. I've been Stephen Dixon. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>